Welcome to Meet Me on the Front Porch, a Meadow Rise production podcast about faith, family, fun, and friendship. This week in Porch Chatter, we'll talk about spring happenings and summer plans, birthday parties and surprises, and our trip to the Truffant Flea Market. So grab a lemonade or a iced coffee and meet, meet me, me on, on the, the front, front porch. porch. Hi, Trisha. Hi, Paula. How are you? I'm a little irritated. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you want to record an opening? I'm done. <laughs> Several. <laughs> That's all right. I know. We're good now. So how are you doing? I'm good. Are you? I'm busy. Yes. What have you been up to? Sports, sports, and more sports. Spring sports. Spring sports, which in our family means soccer. And our family means baseball. And I'm rethinking the whole spring sports thing. Because <laughs> it's flipping cold in Michigan oh, in the word. spring. Oh my word, it's still cold. We Last week, the games that we were at, I had... A winter coat, wool hand knit, by the way. Yeah. Mittens. Uh-huh. And I had a quilt wrapped around me. <laughs> yep. And I'm not kidding. Uh-uh. I'm not exaggerating. No, it she's not. It was so cold. And for baseball, the soccer's not as bad. It's like an hour to an hour and a half. He's been going like an hour and a half to two hours yeah. sitting out there in the freezing cold. And yours are later in the evening. Like ours are right after school. Your baseball ones are like in the evening. And it's not even just the cold. It's that you're sitting... Where there's, it's nothing but baseball fields. So right. it's, and if the wind is anything, it feels like it's blasting you in the face. It's very so. windy there. Mm-hmm. So it's a, there was one day where I, I think we were at a soccer match. I came to one of your kids' soccer matches and I said, the breeze is actually warm. Yeah. And it was one day <laughs> and now it's gone. Uh-huh. But yeah, it, the breeze has been so cold that uh-huh. it's been really hard to sit out there. I'm thinking, let's emphasize the indoor sports. Yeah. Well, at least you only have one sportsy person. Right. We have all four of them that love soccer, and so they're all four on different soccer teams. One in high school, one in junior high, and the boys are both on YMCA teams, but they're far enough in age that they're on two different teams. Right. So it's just busy. Other and- things are coming to an end, though. It helps that church is almost done. So our Wednesday night commitments are a little bit less. Yes. Like in the next month or so, mm-hmm. you and I still have to go, but the kids don't have yeah. to go as much. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cubbies and Sparks and Primetime Awards are tonight. So that ends that. It's just choir at that point for us for a few more weeks. So yeah, that does help. And it gives them that evening in the middle of the week that they haven't had. Exams coming up for the girls, trying to finish strong. Boy. It's tough. The homework this week has been crazy. Yeah, and we don't have it because my son is testing this week. So we actually have a week without homework, but last week was crazy with homework. Our teachers are making up for testing a couple of weeks ago because yeah. everybody's got something due or mm-hmm. some test on something, two math tests this week. and oh, <laughs> Like he's in fifth grade. Uh-huh. Well, and today you and I get to go and see my fourth grader be Thomas Edison in his wax museum presentation. And I've never seen the wax museum before, so tell what that's about. All of the fourth graders have to choose a historical figure, and then they have to research this figure. They have to dress like the figure, and they have to memorize three paragraphs about their person with an introduction and a conclusion, and they stand in their spot, and behind their spot on the wall... They have pieces of paper with like a big red button. And so the whole school comes around during the Mm -hmm. afternoon. The little kids are with their teachers and the teachers come around and parents come in. And if you hit their button, then they have to animate and they have to come to life and do their three paragraphs. And then they have to go back to their first, you know, mark or whatever. So he's got his outfit. I have his light bulbs because I wasn't going to send old timey 
glass light bulbs in with him to school. Right. So I have those. So I'll take them in whenever he's getting ready. This but is your second youngest. This is, yeah. We've done this twice before with my girls, but they both did Laura Ingalls Wilder. So that was easy. We threw some braids in the hair, put a nightgown on them, and gave them a pad and a pencil. And they, you know, it was great. But we actually, we found the light bulbs at the we Habitat Restore. Yeah. We were out looking at the Restore, and mm-hmm. you said something about light bulbs. And they have light bulbs here. Let's see what we can And find. they had two or three different old-timey-looking ones. And mm-hmm. so I bought, I think they cost me 50 cents yeah. for <laughs> both of great. them. And his eyes just lit up when he saw them. So he's excited. And this is my child who... School is not his favorite, mm-hmm. but he loves history. He loves learning about anything historical. So he had his he thing. He has been all over this assignment. He has. He's had his thing memorized for almost a week and a half, and they didn't have to have it memorized that early. But he had it memorized. He's been tweaking it. He changed his conclusion two days ago because he thought of a better conclusion statement. And oh so gosh, I can't wait. It's going to be so cute. And so. it's so fun because... You know, I wouldn't think of him as being one to say, hey, come and watch me do something. But he was like, are you coming to see me? And is Alex coming to see me? Uh-huh. And, and is he's daddy really coming? excited about this. Yeah, he wanted so. to because my husband didn't get to come years ago whenever my girls did it. And he wasn't really planning on doing it this time because I just take a video and I send it to him. But Jude actually asked, well, dad, is there any way you could come and see me? So he is very proud of this. And this is him really stepping outside his comfort zone. And this morning on the way to school, he's like, my stomach is a little nervous. And I said, that's okay. Mommy gets like that whenever I sing. Nerves are good. It means you're going to do your best. And he's like, okay. And I said, you'll be fine. I said, everybody else has done this and they've lived and you'll be just fine. Well, what if I make a mistake? I said, you just nobody will even know nobody will know because they don't have your thing memorized right so just say the sentence again and keep going it'll be fun i'm excited about seeing that so that's where we're headed today Mm -hmm. and then tomorrow we're actually doing a short introduction here today we both laugh because we never (laughs) do short anything because tomorrow we're headed to trufant michigan every thursday from april to i want to say september october yeah they have a flea market mm-hmm. and supposedly I've never been to this flea market before and supposedly it's a really big deal nice. like hundreds of vendors oh, so, so yeah we may have to walk through it really fast and do a cursory mm-hmm. you know just check for little stuff that we need but yep. we're going to do that and we're actually going to take the show with us yeah. on the road and just do a segment from the flea market yeah we haven't done that since last when we first started we did our third wicked episode buggies. wicked buggies when we went to Shipshawana to see uh, wicked and do some shopping down there so we haven't gone on the road for a while so it's... the sound might be a little bit different yep. we're gonna i think we can take these microphones with us so we we'll can. see if we can mm-hmm. so that might help a little bit but if not and we record with the computer it might sound a little bit different for that segment but that's okay yep. it's an on the road segment yep. so it'll be fun so so that's one thing that we're doing tomorrow we've had a lot of furniture stuff going on we actually did a show on monday which is only our second show right we haven't been really big into doing the shows because we're our stuff is kind of big and heavy. It's heavier than if you're buying a little piece of soap or something mm-hmm. and carrying it around a right. market. So we're not sure how this is all going to pan out for our sign business. Yeah, and, we're thinking about maybe doing some smaller ones for shows and then just having pictures of the bigger stuff so that if people want to do an order, then they could do that. And then they'd have... be. They'd be able to take something smaller with them and it wouldn't be such a burden to carry That's it around. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to sort of sort through all that. But I like doing the shows yeah, because it gets us out of the basement. 
Well, and it gets us talking to people. And talking to people yes. about furniture and signs. And sometimes, you know, they'll come up and just start talking and give you ideas. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of fun, too. Yeah, my grandmother's cousin's wife did this. And we're like, hmm, writing that down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of fun. Mm. So I do like doing them, but, you know, carrying all the stuff and setting it up is the <laughs> we've, most fun. We've decided that we need to get ourselves a gopher and we just <laughs> we're, we're not to the point where we can pay anybody to do that yet so yeah the first segment's going to be on the road and then the second segment is gilmore season two mm-hmm. episodes 13 14 yes. and 15 anything else for porch chatter today paula has a birthday coming up next yeah. week it's not a big birthday though it's well, just it's just a birthday but birthdays are fun and i've got i'm hoping i have a surprise up my sleeve i'm hoping that it will work and if it does then we'll mention it the next time but work yeah i'm hoping that i can get it all situated and and she knows that i cannot stand not knowing (laughs) so she teases me all the time because Uh yeah i just i can't stand that and i had to utilize her husband's brain so he and i have been on it too uh so then she's like hey what's going on with the birthday and he's like i have no idea what you're talking about while trying not to smile and laugh i said i know you're involved yeah and he's like you do you know so, yeah. I think he thought you were going to keep it totally yeah. to no, yourself. I, I like teasing you. Well, you had another much. birthday, too, though. We did. Well, the birthday was about mm, a month and a half ago. But because it was right around spring break, my daughter couldn't actually have her party until everybody came back. And then we had Easter. And so we had her sweet 16 a week and a half ago. Fun. And we did it at our church because they have this really cool cafe and youth room that are really slick and they have ping pong games and just a little seating area and a television and everything. It's a very cool area. It was such a great idea to have it there. It was awesome. And then, you know, they, they utilized, you know, all the spaces that they could and they played games and, and they had pizza and they ate ice cream. And anybody tells you that teenage boys eat a lot have never been around teenage girls who are athletes. They eat like crazy. They just keep eating. Like the whole evening, they well, come these back girls are soccer stuff. players too, and yeah. they just oh man, yeah, they put it All away. All they do is run. So, <laughs> yeah. so they came and they they partied for several hours and just had a ball, and they're the sweetest group of girls. And on the way home, I asked. My daughter, did you have a good... I had the best time, Mom. It was awesome. And that's... That's cool. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted to hear was that she'd had a good time and that she had enjoyed her friends. We now have a 16-year-old and we're trying to find the time to get her Secretary of State. She just doesn't have any time to actually be able to take her test. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we've got to get her to be able to do that because then some of the running that happens in the evenings could be she could her. help with. Yes. Yeah. Or she could hit a store or whatever to bring milk or bread home or right. whatever exactly so but she still needs a little bit of practice with parallel parking and every don't t- we all yeah well she has to have that in order to pass the test we can just kind of <laughs> wing it and nobody's gonna care right. i just drive around until i find something that i can pull into yeah, from the back yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> it takes me a long time to parallel park especially with the van yeah, i mean if i have a smaller see. car it's so much easier mm. but man yeah. Those vans are tough. They're a little they're a little wonky with their the steering and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, the next thing you will hear is us at the Trufant Flea Market then. All right. For segment one. Yep. We're actually on the road today. We, Out in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of nowhere. We call it nowhere. It's called Trufant, Michigan. And apparently they have a big flea market every Thursday. Yeah. We're here to see what that's all about. 
Yes, we want to go and see how many vendors there are and if we can find anything for the furniture business. I've actually lived in the area 30 years. Mm -hmm. I've always heard about the Truffant Flea Market. Never been to it. Yeah, and I'd never heard of it, even though I've been here for 15 and a half years. Right. Well, I lived in the area where Truffant is, so it was more likely that I would hear about it. Mm -hmm. But I've never been to it, and we just drove up. It's hard to find parking. Yeah, there's people that have signs out in front of their houses that say, park at your own risk for a dollar. And there's people out there, like, showing people where to go in their yards to to park. Right. So So this ought to be interesting. This could be a really great place to find, depending on prices and stuff. Yeah, I bet the people that live around here hate Thursdays. Or love them. One one or the other. Yeah, if they make a decent amount of money for parking. Right. If you didn't want people parking and you just want everybody to go away, it would be really annoying. Yeah. Well, there isn't much else in this town. No, so Thursdays really are probably their exciting days around That's here. True. So we're going to go check it out. And we'll let you know if we find anything good. Yep. And we'll, we'll be back. Pictures. Yeah. yeah. So we spent an hour and a half yeah. at the Truefront Flea Market. Yep. It was pretty much what I expected. There were many, many vendors. Mm-hmm. Lots of junkers. Yep. Lots of people. Doing Lots of old stuff. That's mm-hmm. what we like. Yep. We like it to be old and cheap. And mm-hmm. yeah, and they want to get it out of their garage, and we want to bring it home and put it in ours. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. We found a little bit of furniture. Yep, a couple pieces that we could do something to and mm-hmm. turn around pretty quickly. Yep. We don't have room for a lot of big pieces right now, so yep. small and easy turnaround is good for us right mm-hmm. now. But we can make a decent amount on those too. So yeah, I think so. So I think it's definitely worth coming back to. Yeah. Maybe once a month or twice Maybe, a month. Yeah, or midsummer and then late summer or something yeah. like that. Because I can see where a lot of it will probably look the same every time. But there's probably some people that bring different stuff every single time. Well, and if they're junkers, they're finding stuff all the time. Right. And so they might have different stuff each time. They might have stuff that they always bring. Right. But then they might have one or two items that they've picked up, you know, in the, somebody's front yard. And if it's a piece of furniture that's all wood and somebody just didn't want to refurbish it, well, let us have we're it. We'll do it. That. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yep. And they had good food, too. Oh, yeah. Good fair food. Oh, God, I love... <laughs> we always call it carnival food at our at our house. Carnival food. Carnival food. I like so. having somebody to eat half of mine so that I don't, <laughs> <laughs> they don't feel guilty about buying it. But then I ate half of yours, too. That's so. okay. We had some yummy, yummy <clears throat> french fries and a big old elephant ear. That so, yeah. Is... It's a fun place to come. I'd come again. And mm-hmm. good place for pickers to go. Yeah, absolutely. That's enough of the Truefoot Flea Market. Alrighty. <laughs> this week we have episodes 13, 14, and 15 of season two yes. of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to sum it up in a little bit different way this time mm-hmm. because we were getting very verbose <laughs> in our descriptions <laughs> of the show. Basically, we we're acting out the entire show. Yeah, we're not going to do that because it takes forever for Paula to edit. It's a little bit tedious. If people have already watched the show, they don't need to hear us act the whole thing out. So we're just going to summarize it mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah. Episode 13 is called A Tisket, A Tasket. The entire episode kind of revolves around Stars Hollows, like that old-fashioned thing where the girls make baskets and the guys bid on them. And they're doing it for a good cause and everything. There's like four little mini storylines that are going along through this. Okay, can I say something first? Yes. Have you ever seen one of those in real life? Nope, but they, I was in one in Oklahoma because there's a scene in one right. of them in Oklahoma. But, but have yeah. you ever 
witnessed one of those even happening or seen a sign for it. I've never seen nope. one in real life and it seems like every TV show <laughs> does they're it like doing point. this lunch basket bidding thing. Yeah. <laughs> what is the deal yeah. with this yeah. lunch basket? Yeah. How 1950s can you get? Oh, I'll cook for you and then you just buy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy her lunch yeah. and then we'll go off. Yeah. So anyway, that was the one thing that I was just like, this is weird. <laughs> Yeah. The guy with the most money in his pocket gets, you know, whatever girl he wants. I mean, lunch with a girl. Why would you want to go with a stranger to lunch? Yeah. So there are four different storylines. One is Suki and Jackson. One is Lorelai. One is the Rory, Dean, Jess fiasco. And one is Lane. So why don't you pick one or two of those and explain them? Well, Suki and Jackson. Yes. Okay. Let's go there. Jackson keeps hinting to Suki that his lease is up. His lease is up on his rental. He keeps hinting, like, should I renew the lease? Yeah. Or should I? But never says, will you marry me? Right. You or know? will you move in with me? Or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it seems like it's been hinted to in the past. Yeah. I and thought she... they had talked about it in the past. No? No, because in the first... past, when Lorelai was engaged, he was running because he wasn't ready. Right. He kept leaving because he thought Suki was going to push it, and she's just, she wasn't there. So Right. So he yeah. keeps hinting, and she's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. And, yeah, you know, she's least. just being real spacey, yeah. real suki about it and doesn't really connect that he's asking to move in with her. Right. So during this whole thing, Jackson gets his feelings hurt whenever she says, go ahead and renew your lease. And so whenever it comes to her basket, she told him which basket was hers. And, you know, Suki's basket's going to be utterly delicious. Absolutely. So and he doesn't bid at all. And she's standing there going, Jackson. Jackson. And he's just <laughs> Yeah. He just totally lets it go. And so Kirk ends up winning her basket. I love that. Later on, she's like, why? What's what's going on? And he finally lays it out. He finally says, I've been trying to get you to understand that I want to move in with you or I want to, you know, be with you. And she's like, well, why didn't you just say that? She's like, of course, I've been thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. So they get it all situated. And then he's got to go find Kirk and like buy make, the basket back of course kirk's like um two hundred dollars and he's like you bought it for like 35 bucks and he's like i don't care and then when they're actually eating the lunch together he, he says i don't think we should move in together and she's like you don't and he goes no i think we should get married she was really excited yeah so. he just kind of snuck it in there that so. was a good way to yeah to wrap up their story okay and then we have lorelei lorelei who runs into patty at the store patty drops her wallet and Lorelai realizes that Patty's carrying a picture of Lorelai around in her wallet. She's trying to figure out why. She's a little weird. She's like, that's so strange. She's like, well, I just love you so much. And well, eventually Lorelai realizes that Patty's trying to use her picture to get men to come and set her up on dates and stuff right. with these guys. So at the the actual bidding, you know, the basket thing, she notices these three guys that are all bidding. And she's like, oh, no, 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 Patty. No, no, no. And so Patty she has... Yeah. gotten these guys to bid She's on gotten- because you know lauren graham is so needy yeah that guys would have to be convinced yeah to bid on her right right yeah <laughs> exactly so she goes running to luke's and begs him to come over and bid on her basket. He's like, no, I never participated in this weird thing in this town i'm not going to start now and she's like please and she explains everything and Finally, she wears him down like Lorelai does. Just, mm-hmm. just like tons and tons of dialogue. Boom, 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 boom. And he's like, fine, let's just go. And so he gets over there. And the guys are like inching up by like 25 cent increments. Like Because they can't go over $50. Well, we find that out whenever all of a sudden Luke's, he pulls out everything in his wallet. And he goes, whatever it was, it was just over 50 bucks. And the guys look at each other like, 
we were told not to go over 50. And so Luke wins the basket and they end up sitting on the gazebo and he's like, do these guys know that there's like, you know, a pop tart and whatever in here? And like, that's it. You didn't actually cook. And she's like, hey, hey, three guys bidding on this basket or whatever. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go to the diner and get us some real food. So he brings yeah. burgers and fries and they sit and chat and have which is kind of nice fun. time. Mm hmm. Then there's Rory and Dean and Jess. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trisha rolls her eyes. Dean obviously wants to buy Rory's basket. And Rory wants him to buy her basket. Mm-hmm. And then Jess shows up and, when they're bidding on her basket. And he just decides he's going to, you know, outbid Dean just to make him mad. And Dean gets really mad. And Jess thinks it's funny. So he just keeps going and going and going. And they end up with like a $90 basket. And Rory's like, Dean doesn't have $90 to spend on my basket. What is he doing? And I'm sitting there going, he's being a jerk, Rory. He's being a big, giant jerk. Anyway, obviously, Dean is upset. And he's like, I can't believe you're going to go and have lunch. And she's like, it's part of the tradition of the town. I've lived here my entire life. I have to do it. And, and it's just lunch. Yeah. She, she's just like, it's just lunch. Yeah. You know, but, it's not a big deal. But it's not just lunch. And Dean knows it's not just lunch. It's just winning the moment mm-hmm. and Rory not standing up for him. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of the storyline at all. So um, then they go and have lunch yes. on the bridge. Yeah, where Luke pushed Jess in whatever during the water when they had their argument several episodes but then the important part is when they get up to go she drops her bracelet that dean made for her she she wears all the time all the time and then jess picks it up and sticks it in his pocket Uh uh-huh and doesn't tell her that she dropped it and that's gonna and again right we know how you feel about (laughs) jess we got it the last thing is lane yes just a quick development with lane she's got this elaborate plan to finally meet up with henry for her first date with him which i still don't understand because this guy is like somebody that her mom would approve of and she keeps hiding him because she's like as soon as i get my parents approval he'll become disgusting to me because okay that's she just thinks that if her parents love him then she won't like him anymore yes okay so she's got this huge plan and Mm -hmm. it involves a payphone and her cousin who she's paid 20 bucks to like pretend to be her date so her mom won't be on her back right i mean it's just really crazy and then somehow she does get a hold of henry well she finds out that the payphone she's been waiting on the call from him at is broken and so she borrows a cell phone or something and calls him and he's like um i called your house and your mom answered and she's like what no and he's like well i I tried to sell her reader's digest or something like that and she's like did did she buy it he goes i don't know so it all blows up and he's like i wanted to take you to prom but this is just too much for me so i asked somebody else so he breaks up with her before they even really have a first date really bummed she is so mad at her mom she's like i hid this guy from you and he was perfect he's korean he's gonna be a doctor and her mom's like what you know like she's you know but because she went behind her back now she is grounded for like two weeks or whatever so yeah so that's pretty much a tuska to tasket yes different developments different couples Mm -hmm. and all revolving around baskets right so on to episode 14 and this one is called it should have been lorelei and basically we have four plot points again mm-hmm. lane is still grounded which yes. i love because basically her mom has put her in her bedroom she can't go anywhere for two weeks like yeah. it's not just you go to school and come home and no. go to your room she can't go anywhere for two weeks so yeah. this child is up in her bedroom looking out the window trying to keep track of rory <laughs> all over like, town if yes. rory goes past a payphone lane will call the payphone because <laughs> yes. clearly she has all the phone numbers of every yes. payphone in town and she can see her sitting inside luke's and so she'll call her and she'll be like lane she's like i saw you at luke's and she's like 
how did you see Mia Luke? Said, <laughs> so it's funny. It's really it's funny. good stuff. And but there's the CD that's coming out, and she wants Rory to somehow get the CD for her. Yeah, and Rory's like, "Where are you?" And she's like, "I'm grounded. I'm actually being homeschooled for two weeks." She goes. The words heavily contagious were bandied about, you know. <laughs> so Mrs. Kim has told the school that she's heavily contagious so that she can keep her home for <laughs> grounding for two she weeks. Is so, awesome. She's so in trouble with oh, her yeah. mom right mm-hmm. now. That's a great interaction there yeah. with Lane and Rory. And-, and it just pops up here and there and yonder as Rory's walking <laughs> through town. It's not like a big plot thing. It's just they sneak it in and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. It's, it is yeah. hysterical. Mm-hmm. And then there's Rory has a debate with, she's not debating Paris, but no. she's on the same team as Paris. Yes. And of course, Paris is in charge of everything. <laughs> yeah, Chilton is debating a different school on assisted suicide. Right. And Chilton decides they're going to go pro-assisted rather than the other so rory and paris have to argue that point Mm -hmm. this kid brad shows up now is this the first we've seen brad no he was in the whole romeo and juliet thing yes cool came we i went to another school or something because he couldn't handle being near paris or something i don't remember he's just he pops up every once in a while this kid is hysterical yeah because he sees rory and paris on the other side and starts like sweating on cue and as soon as they start going like paris has said like the whole thing with her is your words per minute are not fast enough you need to be saying more and rory's like i I don't know if i can talk any faster and paris is just like i know just when you think somebody couldn't talk faster than lorelei or rory yeah it's paris Paris. so they blow the other team out of the water of course the important thing is though that christopher comes to see Mm -hmm. the debate and suki's there too yeah that's the third little thing is that christopher is coming to the debate which is weird because he doesn't ever come to things and so they're sitting there and they notice that he brings a woman with him. Well, it's kind of weird because there's one shot of him in the back mm-hmm. and then he kind of moves to the side. Yeah. And his girlfriend comes up yep. next to him mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, there's a girl. Yeah. So Suki and Lorelai are both trying to like, you know, surreptitiously glance back and stare at her and, you know, figure her out because she's like, oh my gosh, he brought Sherry. He brought Sherry. And the debate is won and Paris wants to like listen to Hang the tracks out. and like you know celebrate that's her version of celebrating is listening to herself trounce the other people and rory's like um well we have company i can't really stay and paris is all like fine i'm sorry i guess you can't celebrate with me (laughs) so so very paris lorelei and rory are like well i mean should we take him out to dinner or should we invite him back to our house and they're like we'd have to clean and they're like yeah we'll have to clean really fast they invite them over and they run home and clean up as fast as they can. You know, there's awkwardness because Sherry's really trying to, like, butt right in and, like, can I steal her from Friday night dinners? I know that's a big deal. And Lorelai's like, you know about Friday night dinners? And she's like, oh, yes, Christopher tells me everything about Rory. And I'm like, Oy. So she wants to steal her for shopping. And so She's Christopher- very nice, but she's almost overly nice. Yeah, you know? she's trying way too hard. And so Christopher goes to dinner with Lorelai so that you know, they still have the right amount of people for dinner. One to of Friday night dinner. Yes. One and of he them's... hasn't seen her parents in a while. And... Yes. So they're happy that he's there, but they're... Emily is very irritated that Rory is out with Sherry. Yes. Very irritated. Emily cannot hide her feelings. She wears them right out there, and she ends up leaving the table and goes to the kitchen, and Lorelai goes in there with her. And Lorelai's handling it fairly well, yes. mm-hmm. but Emily gets her nose in the whole thing. And mm-hmm. Although I have missed seeing Emily and Richard, so it's good to see them yes. again and mm-hmm. have a good Friday night dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Back and forth. Uh-huh. So that's where we get the title of the show, is right. that Emily is upset because she thinks that Lorelai and Christopher were destined to be together. And so she is bemoaning the fact that they never got together and 
you pushed him away and you never wanted to be part of this and it should have been you and so that's, that's where, where the title that. comes from mm-hmm. yeah so then she kind of plants that in Lorelai's head though mm-hmm. so Lorelai the and next day they're kind of at Luke Steiner talking about their evenings when mm-hmm. Rory was with Sherry and Lorelai was at Friday night dinner mm-hmm. kind of starts to pick Rory's brain about you know did you ever think your dad and I were going to get back together because this kind of puts the nail in the coffin mm-hmm. you know him having a pretty serious girlfriend mm-hmm. he's changing they're living, his life they're living together they're living yeah. together he bought a car mm-hmm. sold his motorcycle got right. a job which mm-hmm. is all stuff that they never could get him to do right so they feel like it's fairly serious and this is putting the nail in the coffin mm-hmm. for Lorelai and Christopher ever getting back together although Lorelai doesn't seem to have thought about I mean it doesn't seem with her life that she's thought about it but she does say that she's thought about it yeah so she's like so what do you think kid did you ever think that that's what was going to happen and Rory's like well I think we were fine you know I mean he wasn't really there so she's like obviously it's like a nice little fairy tale to have in your head or whatever every little kid does she's like but no I, I never thought that we'd be better if it would happen that way or whatever so she kind of reassures her mom that it's okay we're okay well christopher comes in to say goodbye to rory before he goes back to the city but then rory leaves to go and deliver the cd (laughs) to To lane Lane. (laughs) so it's just lorelei and christopher sitting there and she's like you know in the back of my head i think i've always had you there and i think i've sabotaged relationships because i've been waiting for you and she's like and now seeing how well you're doing and how much you love sherry i think i can finally move on and he acts like a total jerk and is like oh you can't put 15 years of sadness on me and she's like that's not what i'm saying i'm saying this is good that we can finally move on and and he just i mean acts like a total jerk completely misreads it and gets up and like leaves that's kind of how it ends yeah she's sitting there like that did not go the way i was gonna go it was like she felt like she was releasing him right. or releasing herself yes. in some way, and it just really backfired. It, yeah, it was not good. Episode 15, Lost and Found. And it starts off in one of our favorite ways. Walk and talk. I love the walk and talk. Yes, yes. They're on their way to Luke's. They get there and find that Caesar is cooking. And so they're like, well, where's Luke? Where's Luke? Oh, well, he's not in. I'm I'm doing the cooking. And so Lorelai's like, um, no, Caesar's pancakes are terrible. We've got to get Luke to come downstairs and make pancakes. And so she goes upstairs to get him. It's just a trashed mess. She says something. It's a great quote. She looks around and he and Jess are both living there. So that's why it's kind of a trashed mess. Mm-hmm. But she looks around and said, this is what I always pictured the inside of my head would look like. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. She can't convince him to come down and make the pancakes. But and through this whole thing, she kind of puts in his mind that now that Jess is here, you might possibly need some more room. Yeah. This wasn't really meant to be an apartment. Yeah, it was this an was office. Your dad's office. Yeah. yeah. It's way not big enough to be a full apartment or Which, whatever. Which, if he had done some work on it, yeah. it, it would have been a nice apartment. But mm-hmm. yeah, it really... He was alone. Why did he have to do he that? He didn't really yeah. need to when mm-hmm. he was by himself. So she convinces him that he needs to get out and look for an apartment or a house or something like that. Yeah. And then later on, we see them doing another walk and talk in the evening, and they notice that Luke is just sitting in the diner alone. And so Lorelai goes in to find him staring at a little three-inch television. And she's like, why are you down here? He's like, because Jess is using everything up there, and it's very loud or whatever. And she's like, you need to get a house or an apartment. You need to get out of that that area. Through this whole thing, then Lorelai has this whole storyline that she needs her gutters cleaned out. Yes. And she's looking for somebody to do it, and Luke suggests 
why don't you let Jess do it? Mm -hmm. That way you can get to know him a little bit. He can make some money. Mm -hmm. And he's good at that kind of thing, basically. So she relents and ends up hiring Jess. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them seem too happy about it. I mean, Lorelai's not terribly happy about it. And Jess always has a chip on his shoulder. So They're very uncomfortable around each other. He shows up to do the work, but they're kind of uncomfortable around each other. And then at lunchtime, Rory's not even around. Well, he's... He's very, he doesn't talk very much. And then, you know. Later, Rory says, oh, yeah, the verbal thing kind of comes and goes. Yeah, because he's really chatty (laughs) with her, but he ignores everybody else. Typically, my experience with males is that the verbal thing kind of comes and goes. (laughs) I have very quiet males in my house, so. Except Except for for one. one. (laughs) (laughs) One never stops talking, and the other two, you can't get them to talk to save your life. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand the verbal thing comes and goes. He does do the work, mm-hmm. but then at lunchtime, I kind of like this scene. Yeah, this was a good scene. It's just he and Lorelai having lunch together. They're sort of uncomfortable around each other, but trying to make conversation. Mm-hmm. He seems a little bit more mature in this scene. Well, she starts pulling out Chinese food, and she just keeps pulling it out and pulling it out and pulling it out. And he's like, good grief, how do you guys eat all this? Because... You know, there's like 15 boxes. And, and there's just two women. And she's like, this is this, this is this. And she like lists off the entire menu. And he's like, so you guys aren't big on vegetables. And she's like, no, they take up too much room in the box. So they end up bonding over Chinese food. So I kind of like that scene, though. It's the first time they both really try. And Rory actually says that to him. Yeah. During a conversation. Yeah. If, if I mean anything to you, then you're going to be nice to my mom. Yes. So mm-hmm. he's making an effort right. um, to do that. And then... She comes in at some point screaming that she's lost her bracelet. Right. We know where the bracelet is. Yeah, we know. we just saw it in the last episode, so. They look everywhere. They tear the house upside down. They can't find the bracelet. And Jess, Jess is sitting there, right? Yep. So he knows. He knows where it she's is. She's not going to find nope. it. Nope. So he hears this whole thing going on, lets it go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Luke asks Lorelai to go apartment shopping with him. He doesn't trust his own judgment. Yeah. He's like torn between a couple of them. And, and so she's pretending to be his girlfriend. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's so annoyed. Awesome. <laughs> he's, it was awesome. It was great. She's like, just get it. I mean, this is the perfect apartment for you. She's like, you can afford it. And you can have a girlfriend. And Jess can have his own space. And it's perfect. And she just bangs on him until he finally is like, fine, I'll get the stupid apartment or whatever. So he puts in an application. So you're thinking, oh, okay. They're going to kind of shift him away from the diner a little bit. Right. and Yeah. But then... Later on, he finds out that Taylor is somehow involved in Luke's apartment that he's looking at. Yeah, he comes to Luke and he's like, I have some questions about your application. And Luke's like, why do you have my application? Oh, well, I own the building. And he's like, yeah, you've got to be kidding me. Taylor (laughs) owns the building that Lorelai swears I should get an apartment in. And he's just, there's no way. And then in the midst of all this, he also finds out that Taylor is actually planning on buying the building that's next to the diner. And he wants to put in a collectible plates shop or something like that for the tourists and luke is just thinking that is the dumbest thing ever and so he's flipping out and he's like not happy about the whole thing so something kind of weird happens then at lorelei's house she comes in Mm -hmm. and jess is coming out of rory's room and it's very weird and she questions him about what were you doing in there oh i was borrowing a book or something you know he makes something up or whatever then later on, mm-hmm. Rory ends up finding the bracelet under her bed. Well, Jess tells her, maybe you should look in your room again. It's probably right underneath your nose. 
So she goes back in and looks again. She finds it under the bed. She's like, I looked all under that bed. She's like, I must have just been so panicked that I missed it. And then Lorelai, when she's paying Jess for the job, says, you took it, didn't you? And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you took her bracelet. You knew how much it meant to her. You knew it was her most prized possession. And he's like, yeah, well, if it took her two weeks to figure it out that it was missing, maybe she's not as in love as you think. Maybe it's not as a prized possession as you think. Big old dig A little bit of a wake-up call there Mm -hmm. for Lorelai. Luke shows up at the door at Lorelai's house. And his line is, I just spent $100,000 and it's all your fault. She's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) When did that happen? She's so confused. And so he starts ranting and raving about, I bought this building because Taylor was going to buy it and he was going to put in this terrible thing. And she's like, okay, deep breath. First of all, there's all kinds of things you could do with that building. You could expand the diner. You could rent it to Taylor and then be his landlord. And that kind of like begins to calm Luke down and he begins to look at this as a good thing and not a bad thing. And she's like, now you can, you know, do something with your apartment upstairs and you can blow into that wall upstairs or whatever. She kind of gives him the idea that he can utilize the building. And so he goes home. This is great. That's the way it ends. Yeah. So this is the very ending scene. He comes in and he's like, come with me. And he brings Jess over to this far wall. He takes a sledgehammer and he like bashes a huge hole and he goes, that's your room. Get it done. We'll skip afterwards. <laughs> we'll hold hands and we'll skip afterwards. We'll hold af- hands yes. and skip we'll afterwards. Hold hands and skip afterwards. It's hilarious. Yeah. Because yeah. he just kind of goes in and blows out the sledgehammer. Yeah. So lots of plot developments this week. Mm-hmm. What's your like stuff that you enjoyed? And- um, I like that Suki and Jackson are taking the next step. Yes. Um, I've liked them from the beginning. I like that Christopher's kind of made it so that Lorelai can move on because mm-hmm. she hasn't really since Max. And she really held back from Max because mm-hmm. of Christopher. Yeah. So, And I don't like the whole Rory Dean Jess thing because I can see where it's going and I'm not going to like it. It's just going to be a big blow up mess and I don't like that. So, And not much going on with the Gilmores right now. Richard's nope. in retirement mm-hmm. and yeah, not a lot going on with them nope. in these three episodes. Mm-hmm. So see what comes in 16 17 and 18 which we'll do next time next week and that brings us to the end of another episode next time on episode 18 we'll continue with season two of gilmore girls episodes 16 17 and 18 if you've never seen it and you'd like to join us queue it up on netflix and join in our discussion we'll also talk about the end of our school year our summer plans and the latest in the unlimited treasures furniture business Please visit our Meet Me on the Front Porch Patreon page and our Amazon link, both which help with the monthly costs of our podcast and are on our website, meetmeonthefrontporch.com. If you do a lot of purchasing on Amazon and you use that link, we get a kickback on those purchases and it doesn't cost you anything extra, so it really helps us out for the podcast. So until next time, smile at those who frown, talk lots, but listen more, and next time we'll see you on, on the, the Front, front porch. porch. Yeah, and basically we have four four, (laughs) plots. Flat points? Plot points. Okay, let me try that again.